Hey queens, welcome to Captivation Radio, a podcast designed to help women learn to love their bodies, transform their mindset, and attract the life of their dreams. I'm your host, Fallon, the queen of all things captivation. I'm a certified personal trainer and a confidence and mindset coach. I have a passion for helping women go from mediocrity to queen status. Each week, I will discuss how you can use fitness, mindset, and manifestation to overcome feelings of lack, raise your energy, and finally step into your power and claim the life you deserve. Hey queens, welcome back to Captivation Radio. Today we're going to talk about being authentic. In other words, just being yourself. So if you work in the online space at all, then you have no doubt heard that you need to be authentic if you want to gain followers or have any sales. But then many of the people who tell you these things turn around and tell you to post things that don't sound like you or feel like you at all, or tell you to hide your viewpoints because it may turn people off. All this information can get so confusing and have you questioning everything before you say it, before you post it. Like, oh, I don't know if I should post that picture. I don't know if it's really on brands, if it's really the authentic me. And... It just turns into way more of a headache than it should be. So today I'm going to get into what it means to be authentic and why being truly authentic is so important, even if that means turning off some people. So what does it mean to be authentic? I'm going to quote one of my favorite people, Brene Brown. To be authentic, we must cultivate the courage to be imperfect and vulnerable. We have to believe that we are fundamentally worthy of love and acceptance just as we are. I've learned that there is no better way to invite more grace, gratitude, and joy into our lives than by mindfully practicing authenticity. Isn't that a great quote? So to be authentic means to be real, genuine, not fake or a copy. If you look through social, it is so clear to see that not everyone is authentic. As people move into different spaces, they tend to take on characteristics of those around them, like hairstyles, fashion, and even how their social media feeds look. And Maybe some of these people genuinely like the same things. It's possible, right? But not all of them do. Not everyone in a certain industry wants to look like a cookie cutter version of the next person just because it feels like it's the right thing to do because everybody else is doing it. It's kind of like high school all over again. So the first thing I'm going to talk about about authenticity is standing for something. 
As being authentic requires being true to yourself. This requires you knowing what you stand for and what you stand against. This moral compass will lead you through all of life situations. Once you know what you stand for and what you stand against, you have to be willing to take that stand. If you have nothing that you are passionate about, then you need to do some work on self-discovery because everybody has things that they're passionately for and passionately against. I know I have a lot. I'm sure if you follow me, you probably have an idea of what they are. And you shouldn't be afraid of being passionate because these things that you're passionate about make you who you are and they help you link up with other people who are actually like you. So you don't have to hide who you are. You can just show up and be you. You don't have to worry about, oh, I'm not sure if this is the right way for me to do this or do that. Because if you're around people that have the same beliefs as you, they're going to applaud you when you show up how you're supposed to. However, in many industries, this behavior is frowned upon. The thinking is, if you speak out about controversial issues like politics and human rights issues, that you may alienate a large sector of people. Therefore, you should just stay quiet about how you feel. However, I strongly disagree with this assertion which you probably already know if you know me. But if this is your first time listening to me, let me tell you, I strongly disagree. So, of course, you may piss some people off. And therefore, they won't want to work with you. But is it really a loss? I, for one, have no problem with people that disagree with me on basic human rights issues leaving my network. In fact, I encourage it. Last week, I got them a virtual moving bus. I still found a couple that didn't take the hint and leave, but I rid them of my space. My boundaries and my energy is important to me. I don't want to work with any women who scream things like all lives matter in response to the Black Lives Matter movement. There's no way that I could meet with these women week after week and coach them on improving their lives when we have such different viewpoints. There's no way I'm going to be on a call talking about what are your limiting beliefs without in my mind being like, well, the problem is you're like a racist bitch. So that's why you're limited in your life. But I can't do that. So I just don't work with them. You see what I'm saying? Like, it just doesn't work. And I... I'm never going to be fake about how I feel. I'm not going to pretend that I'm okay with somebody acting a certain kind of way so they pay me because it's really not that important because I'm going to get by one way or another always. I don't need to lower my standards for life based on trying to get a paycheck. Never have, never will. I am always going to be true to who I am. So that's my little tangent about that. And also on the flip side, 
do you think they want to work with me? Like if we have completely opposing viewpoints on big, big issues, do you think I'm the person that can help them transform their lives? I doubt it because they're not going to respect me because we disagree on fundamental issues. I mean, it's different if it's like, well, I think insurance should be this. Um, I don't know. People should have like this kind of co-pay or this kind of co-pay, like stupid little like petty nuances people get into. That's one thing. But actual human rights issues is a whole other thing. Like if you have that different of morals, you're never going to be able to work together. And like I said before, I can't bite my tongue. Like, I just can't. Even with my own family. Sure, if you want to ask my mom, she will tell you. I can make things very awkward because I will argue with anyone anywhere if they say something stupid about something I believe in. I will show up at my Republican family member's house with my Biden shirt on and everybody looking at me like I'm a nutcase, but this is just how I do it. And I would like to also add, from the business standpoint, people are more likely to be passionate about people who are passionate about their beliefs. You see what I'm saying? Like, if you are a passionate person and you show up that way, other people that agree with your viewpoints are going to connect with you on a deeper level than somebody who just shows up like, I'm here and I want everybody to be happy. Okay, and? Like, what does that mean to me right now? It also, when you take a stand... Not only does it show that you're a good person, but it shows that you have the confidence and the heart to be an actual leader. And if you're in an industry like mine, where you coach people, people want you to be a strong person that they can learn from. If you're wishy-washy, who's really going to want to work with you? I can tell you for myself there have been people in the coaching industry that I have previously liked and considered like, oh, I might get her course because I like the way she does this or I like the way she does that. And their lack of speaking up about certain issues has made me completely unfollow them or and have no interest in ever working with them. Like, I don't care what you can teach me if you're not a good person because I can learn it from somebody else who is a good person. And like I was saying before, anyone can show up and say, I want everybody to be happy and I want everyone to like each other. Anyone can say that. There's no, there's no strength that's needed to portray that message. Never taking a chance like that of speaking up will keep you liked, but at like a a little like a low level like like I would want to tell you like a three like oh she's cool she seems nice enough like nothing really stands out but you will never have people passionately in love with you because people need to see realness in you to have that connection
think about the people that are the most sought after to work with in the world and look at their messaging. I bet if you look, they have a lot of haters too. Because when you speak out and you're authentic, there's going to be people who do not like you. And you got to get comfortable with that. The next section is be who makes you comfortable. So now I have a question. Do you feel like you need to show up a certain way for people to like you? Guess what? You don't. You are at your best when you're comfortable. But it's totally natural as we progress in life to think that we have to fit into a certain look in order to be taken seriously. Especially as women, because a lot of times we're we're judged based on how our hair looks, how our makeup looks, the attire that we wear, just like look at women in politics. It wasn't as bad this last time as it has been previously, like Oh, look at her haircut. Oh, look at her suit. Like, do these things really matter? Mm, not to the people that really care about the issues. And what the required look is, I'd say required in quotes, varies for different industries. For money in the coaching industry, it's this glam designer, my Chanel bag, my cute little suits. Um, vacationing on the beach with my laptop in my penthouse. And then for fit coaches, it's like this stereotypical fit girl pose in all of their Instagram pictures and a sports bra and the smallest shorts you can find. So I want you to think about your industry, whatever your industry, and think about the norm is what the norm is and I bet you can imagine exactly what you think you should look like okay but now I want you to think about what you look like like what you're wearing how your hair is when you're at your best if you are comfortable in your leggings and your hoodie from Ross then why are you showing up on social in these glamorous outfits that you don't like and you feel awkward because let me tell you if you feel awkward we can see it and it goes it goes the same the other way like if you need to wear sequins to show up as your best self then why are you showing up in sweats like oh i am super chill but you know you're uncomfortable because it's not who you are You really just need to be who makes you happy and comfortable. (laughs) So for me these days, if you um, are in my group and you get to see the behind the scenes, I am in sweats and a tank top, but I have my hair done in like a dramatic smoky eye. That is my jam right now. That's how I like to be. I don't want to be too lazy. Like I still need to do my hair and makeup. But I don't really need to get dressed because, let's be honest, we never go anywhere. And I love to dress up and I'll totally be dressing up once this pandemic is over with. And I know half the country is pretending that COVID is fake, but I'm at home with seven kids. 
knowing all too well that it is very, very real. So I'm just going to be comfortable. I'm going to show up how I want. Like if you don't want to be my friend because I like to wear sweatpants, then bye. I mean, that's a stupid thing to judge people on. And don't get me wrong, there's going to be days, and you probably have seen days, I'm going to get dressed up and take pics because it makes me feel good. So I might put on a sequin gown and go in my backyard and take some pictures. But I'm not going to pretend that I work at my desk in a sequin gown all day. Not at all. At the end of the day, the quality of my coaching, my writing, or my editing doesn't change no matter what I'm wearing or what anyone thinks about me. I have the same knowledge and I can teach you the same things in my sweats as I can in my boss bitch power suits. Who I am doesn't change with my outfit, just as who you are doesn't depend on showing up how you think you should. But it does change when you're being genuine and when you are trying to be somebody else. We can tell the difference, even if it's just a picture and whatever. We can tell if it's not really you and you're just trying to get attention or trying to fit in to what you feel like you should be. It's obvious. Even if you don't think so, it is. And I promise you, if you don't feel good, in what you have on, if you don't feel good about how you're showing up, if you don't feel whatever you just posted because you got the caption from somebody else and it sounds cute, even though you don't really like it, you can tell. People can tell when they're not your words. People can tell when the whole vibe isn't you. And no one is going to look up to someone who isn't sure of who they are. How are you ever going to help other people if you are unsure of who you yourself are? My next section, being open-minded. So the best way to learn who you are authentically is to be open-minded. In order to be authentic, you need to be willing to change and grow as you learn new things about the world and new things about yourself. So I'll give you an example. A year ago, I was actively building my personal training business. I was very excited about it. I had put a lot of time and effort into the schooling and my internship, and I was really happy to be doing this. And when I started doing it, I started learning a lot more about the mindset that went along with fitness. I've always been interested in the psychology of everything, but I started to realize more and more, not just was my business impacted by mindset, but fitness varied. Fitness levels and dedication and motivation all depended on different mindset and different beliefs. And I started to really love that. So when COVID hit, my in-person training came to an end. And I adapted to the change of 2020 and started doing like online stuff. <laughs> but I realized that I 
really cared more about the connection I was making with people and the changes I was helping them go through mentally while we did the physical changes. If that makes sense to you. So I knew in my heart the direction that I wanted to go was mindset coaching. And I got all the credentials. Like I did the certifications. If you don't know, I'm certified in mindset. I'm a certified competence coach. I'm certified in REBT mindset. I'm a certified professional life coach. All the things. But I still kept showing up as a fitness coach. Because everybody knows me as a fitness coach. So even when it started to feel out of alignment at first, I was like, well, I don't want to lose all of this work that I put into doing this. I don't want to let that go just because like there's COVID and of course I will want to train people in person again because I do enjoy that. So I should just keep pushing through even though I'm not feeling it. So... I finally reached the point where I'm like, this is just not working. I'm struggling because it's not in alignment. And I think people can feel that. Maybe you can't, but I think people can. And so I do still love fitness. Don't get me wrong. But for my personal fitness has always been about mental health benefits. That's how I deal with anxiety. That's how I deal with the stress of having these kids and now having the kids home And everything, that's how I deal with it. Fitness is my go-to for everything. It's how I can focus my mind better, how I increase my creativity, all the great benefits that I've talked about before about fitness. So that was the other part of it, just learning that. For me, I don't... I mean, I will help women lose weight if that's their goal, but I don't want to be a fitness coach promoting weight loss. But all of this, I had to be open-minded about. And I absolutely believe that if I would have been willing to accept this shift sooner, my year would have been easier. I'm, I get really stuck in my ways. I'm stubborn. But I'm learning just how important it is to be open-minded to allowing our lives to change and grow and keep up with who you really are authentically. You don't have to be somebody because other people expect you to be that person. You can change anytime. You can wake up tomorrow and be like, this is who I am now. And people that love you are going to be like, well, yeah, I already knew you were that person. And you'd be like, dang, I should have said something before. It's okay. It's okay to keep changing. We are not meant to stay the same forever. We are meant to grow through the changes of life. And we just have to learn how to let these changes occur. Now, just as we have to be open-minded about ourselves, we have to be open-minded about others as well. This is really how you learn. You have to have people in your network that push you to understand new ideas and continue leveling up. If no one in your network is different than you, 
then you're going to forever remain the same. And how do you want to spend your life? Do you want to go wake up in three years and be the exact same person that you are right now? Even if you're great, do you just want to be going through the motions and never growing or evolving? Because I know I don't. I want to keep growing every single day. Now, this last part is specific to people who work in the online space. Please stop jumping on every online trend. Just because a famous marketer tells you to post something doesn't mean you should. Nobody wants to go through their social media feed and see the same post from 5,000 different people. Just being honest, some of you aren't going to like that. But, I mean, if there's some kind of challenge going on and it really resonates with you and you think it's valuable to share, then go for it. But don't just do it because, like, well, my upline said I should or this person said I should and now we're all going to post the same exact thing today. How are you standing out from the other people? You're not. And if you're not a leader in your industry, you're just falling underneath what everybody else is doing. And if you want to be a leader, like I talked about two weeks ago, you have to learn to stand out and be okay with it. We were all created uniquely and we should all strive to present ourselves this way. We are not meant to be cookie cutter versions of each other. Everyone has their own gifts, their own talents, their own point of view, and that's what makes the world a wonderful place. So please stop trying to fit in and just be the you you were born to be. So I would really love to hear what being authentic means to you. So DM me and tell me your thoughts. And I love you all. And of course, if you could leave a review on iTunes, if you're listening on iTunes, um, like, subscribe, share with your friends so we can reach more people, I would greatly appreciate it. I love you guys. Have a fantastic week.